0: up this is Yinka this peace this is outlaw hey listen to the 80s babies podcast and today we are
1: joined by a special guest calmont back in the booth hello everyone happy to be back he is here to help us celebrate the 20th year
0: anniversary of capital punishment and actually wildly enough because we didn't do this on purpose but he joined us to celebrate a bronx dominican and cardi b <laughs> right and now he's joining us to celebrate a bronx puerto rican and big Pun. Big Pun. BX. Doing big things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Capital Punishment released April 28th, 1998. This is right. a 20-year tribute. Let's get it. Where do we start? Yeah, where do we start? So this album is just Capital so Capital Punishment so good.
2: <laughs> being Big Pun's debut album, right. and what a debut it was. Grammy-nominated. It was Grammy-nominated. This uh, is true. First Latino to go platinum. Latin's going platinum. Yeah. Immediate icon. He mm-hmm. was. The flow on this album, the wordplay on this album, it's all sick. the puns in the album.
0: <laughs> <laughs> big puns on the album.
2: Love it. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but he ended up being the king, if not one of the kings of like that whole multi-syllable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Pattern. So let,
0: let's do this, right? Let's start with the where were you? Where, mm-hmm. where were you when you first heard Big Pun? Not even this album. Let's just start with Big Pun. So, the first time I had ever heard Big
1: Pun was with his single, mm. Not a Player. Not the remix, but the single, the one mm. where he's like in the old Cadillac, whatever. It's got the old like OJ sample right, right, to it. Right, right. That was the first time I'd, I'd ever heard him, I'm Not a Player, I Just Crush a Lot. That was the mm. radio version. Right. But yeah, and I liked it immediately. I thought it was dope. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever heard Pun. Come on.
2: Yeah, so some cousins in the Bronx were heavy on Fat Joe. Okay. Right? And um, there were songs here and there that after hearing I'm Not a Player uh-huh. was when I was like, oh, man, it's, it's this guy. Mm. You know, Pedrito was on this shit, like, yeah. already. But, yeah, you know, that mm. that's what... Uh, sophomore year, mm. that song was released, and shit,
0: changed everything. Yo, for me, I, and I had forgotten about this till just right now, I heard Off the Books. That was the first time you heard Pun? Yeah. I heard Pun on a mixtape on Off the Books. Right. Right. And I was was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. (laughs) And then I heard Still Not a Player, which was a single. And I was like, oh, that's the same guy, you know, because my expectation was underground guy super technically rapping. Mm -hmm. And then the next time I hear him, it's this radio single. You know, it's about his sexual prowess, whatever, whatever. When I heard him off the books, I never would have thought he could make a still not a play. And did you
2: think he was black? You glad? know what I mean. We all did. Yeah, I think
0: I think so. I think so. I so think he mentioned something though on still not a play about being being Latin or something, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. first Latin rapper <laughs> or
1: baffle your soul. Yeah. I think Big Pun's first featured appearance was actually on Fat Joe's sophomore LP, Firewater. No, it's so a watch out with Armageddon. It may be called Firewater
0: now. No, I because- think I think his, his, his first one was on Firewater. Okay. It was a song with Raekwon and, and Fat Joe. Okay, maybe. Yeah.
1: Either way, but it's on it's on Fat Joe's uh, sophomore LP. And then yeah, he's uh, featured on the Beatnuts record. Yeah. Not the Musical Massacre, the album that came out before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, off the books. He's also on there mm-hmm. with uh, with Cuba Link. Dope yeah. track. If you guys haven't oh, heard it. Oh man.
0: But I didn't actually hear that song until
1: a few years after it was released.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. I was a big fan of some Cali radio DJs. There were these dudes called the Cali Kings, okay, and they were Latin, so maybe that's the reason why. But uh, they heard that they 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 had that joint on one of their mixtapes, and I just remember hearing it and just running it back, just right. the flutes, just right. everything. I mean, and they ran it back actually in on their mixtape. Puns verse starts. He gets like eight bars in And then they just run it back Because it was that crazy That was back when they used no, to cool that It's cool
2: that you, <laughs> that you remind me of that That actually was the first exposure yeah. Okay. That I had a lot of people You know, off the books yeah, uh, yeah You know, because Beatnuts were around And you know, they were like local oh, like, favorites Shout out to the Beatnuts, by uh, the yeah, way I love, love the, the Beatnuts, nuts. Love, the Beatnuts. <laughs> love the Beatnuts Love, shout out to, to Psycho Les and Juju. Juju Yeah, yeah Definitely yeah. But I mean, it's like pun was was there to stay And then, you know this album drops which immediately was like wow this guy might be one of the best to lyrically do it one of the best lyricists and this was his first album he was just getting started already
1: in that conversation so where were y'all when the album dropped well, high school. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, what were you I, doing? What other what other music were you into? You know, what other artists were you feeling at the time?
2: I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to get controversial already. Mm. Uh, we know that this album was uh, Grammy-nominated. Right. Do you guys remember what album won the Grammy that year? What, Nelly, Nelly or something? Or something? So, no. Hard yeah. Knock
1: Light. Oh, oh okay. 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 That makes yeah. sense, though. Yeah. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Does it? Yeah, it does.
2: Yeah. It does. I, <laughs> I mean,
0: it's Jay Z. So it's a Jay Z, yeah. and it's and it's it's, it's, it's his coming out party. Was, DMX yeah. is on it. It's got an Annie sample. Like you yeah, know, what right. I mean, it makes sense.
2: It makes
1: sense.
0: Yeah,
2: it makes sense. I'm not gonna argue. Grammy would give award.
1: You know, hard Plus, knock life. That record um, is a lot more commercially friendly than Capital and Punishment. And it's
2: more yeah. and it's more commercially friendly. That's why it would, you know it would get the Grammy. What do you guys feel is a better
0: album? I say this album's better. I would say this one is as well, though. But I'd I'd say that though, Hard Knock Life was probably equally formative for me. Yeah,
1: and I think that as a commercial product, I think that. I would give it to Hard Knock Life, but I think as a hip hop purist who doesn't necessarily care about the way the album is packaged. And I'm not saying that to say that this album, Capital Punishment, was not packaged well. What I'm saying as a hip hop purist who just
0: cares about like dope rhymes, dope lyrics, it's this album. I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Yeah. But I say I say for the where was I, I was in Cali. My big memory of discovering ish this album was so at the time I was either like in eighth grade or ninth grade, so I mm-hmm. was right around that time, and I remember distinctly My Way by Usher was oh, okay. really big. Yeah, at the yeah time. it, was, it um, was. And Usher came on Moesha,
3: he was oh, like okay. he That's guest right.
0: appeared on the around it. The, so I remember the, the album My Way was pumping everywhere, it was crazy. And then back home in Cali, Corrupt's debut album was getting ready to drop mm-hmm. and he put he had this song we can freak it i remember that distinctly because pun had won battle of the beats like eight weeks in a row or something with still not a player mm-hmm. and like you know he was blowing like nobody could could top him like every week they put a different record up against him he, he kills it and then corrupt single came out we can freak it and mm-hmm. they were like we got we got a brand new entry from corrupt and then he's like, the song's called We Can Freak It. And I remember sitting in the car. I'm sitting in the car with my parents. And when, you know, and so I'm like, oh, it's gonna be some like song about his sex and all this other shit. Like, my parents gonna make me turn the radio off. And then We Can Freak It came on and I was like, this is crazy. And mm-hmm. We can Freak It finally bested, bested still not a player, which had been on for like eight weeks. But right. but I just remember that because my mentality was still very West Coast, mm-hmm. you know, hip hop. Like you said, we had jay-z that year we had uh i think lauren hill you know that was later in later, year, later yeah. in the year yeah but so, she was so. already putting out singles though so yeah exactly yeah. and so th- that was the frame of mind that i was in i didn't buy the album and like right when it came out you know i heard the song and i was like cool and then i just kept hearing people tell me over and over again like yo, you, you really like bars, like you should listen to that big pun. And I'm like, Oh, he's the guy with the sex song about you know, still not yeah. a player. Mm-hmm. I had heard him off the books, but I was like, Do I want to hear a whole album of this guy? Like, you know what I mean? And then I heard the album and was blown away. Yeah, I think where I was, similar place, just in the sense that
1: you know, this is a uh, spring of 1998, so this would be the end of my freshman year in mm-hmm. high school. And I remember it was a big deal because the people in my high school. We're really into hip-hop, but Northern Virginia, Lake Braddock Mm. area, yeah, we definitely had a African-American contingent, but we also had a contingent of just a lot of international folks and a lot of white folks who loved hip-hop, but anytime you had a a person who wasn't black doing something hip-hop, right, Mm. was a big deal. So, you know, obviously Eminem in the future was huge in my high school, Right. right? Because, oh, here's this guy who's not black, but he can do black music. He's so great, Right. But Big Pun was very similar because a lot of the folks who were, you know, in the Hispanic community was, were really, really blowing him up. But we uh-huh. all, but the thing is, he was so nice. Right. We all loved him. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, the first single I'm Not A Player was dope. I never liked Still not a player. We'll get into that when we get into highlights and lowlights. I just found that out. It was a big record, (laughs) and that album comes out. You know, my brothers got it, so we're you know rocking it on the way to school and whatnot. Right. And yeah, I just remember it. You know, it was just a really big deal. Everyone was talking about pun. Yeah. So. I remember being
2: into a trap called Quest
1: and Wu Tang. That was uh, the the album with Dilla. Yeah, Love Movement. Mm Yeah. Actually, I, wait. The Love Movement came out a little bit later. If I if I'm not, I think The Love Movement came out in '99. Really? Yeah, I I mean, it was '98.
2: What's crazy is '98. Yeah, it, I
1: think. Yeah.
0: It's like
2: what, what's crazy is that uh you know earlier albums. I, I was still on Low End Theory. I was still on mm-hmm. you know, uh, beats Rhymes and Rife and all that stuff. But I just remember really tried. You know, Q Tip was my dude at that mm-hmm. time, yeah. and, and and anything Wu was doing, mm-hmm. and it's just this. Album dropped and it was just undeniable. I mean, I i, I remember it ninety eight on the top shelf of uh, not Best Buy, what Sam Goody, yeah, yeah, Well, it got all that protective plastic on, you can't <laughs> steal it. Like, I legit bought this album, yeah, and um, goodness gracious, I mean, yeah, and just- I think
0: also b- coming up in Southern California that like maybe whites and mexicans are were about equal in terms of the majority population right Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. we had like a lot of hispanic people that went to our school and like pun being latin american and being as good as he was they definitely championed it and it was like in cali at least chicano rap or latin hip-hop sounded different from the way other hip-hop sounded with the with the exception of like cypress hill Mm -hmm. you know and maybe like one or two other groups it was almost like there was like black rap and latin rap and they were two separate things so this is like a black rap album yeah like you know what i mean this is like an album that sounds just like everything else that was was like hip-hop and i think that endeared a lot of people to it as well so it was really popular and and
2: to to continue on that point like when you look at just the the evolution of hip-hop right it's Uh like you could go all the way back to like the curtis blows the sugar hill gangs right Uh and and like their flow and all of that and and we know that you know between sugar hill gang and like rakim a lot happened. Right. And you started seeing all was Like, damn, like, yo, lyrics mean more.
1: Uh-huh. You can thank The Message for that. Melly Mel, Grandmaster yeah. Flash, Furious Five. Exactly. Right. But Great song, it's like
2: mind. you see the, the trajectory and how they're testing themselves yeah. and how they want to grow lyrically. And, and like, you know, from Rakim, you know, pushing it further. The whole point I'm trying to get to is that Big Pun to me represents near the peak of that yeah. Mm-hmm. where where you know it's like it it, it it went from rhyming at the end of the bar and just fun like dance music to mm-hmm. like now these guys are testing themselves they're doing Man. these internal rhymes so technically doing, sound all that technical yeah. stuff in terms of the execution of that mm-hmm. this right here it's like you know you could argue him her th- that's cool but right. it's like this is the peak of and that I, it is. and I think
0: to, to piggyback on that being from Cali, Deep Cover was a huge record. Mm-hmm. They redid deep cover, yeah. which is a classic. I thought they did a good job. Oh, with it. Dead in the middle, a little, the little, a little, a little did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. Right. Yes. Dog, when everybody heard that, their mind exploded. Yes. Right? Like I My mean. My mind still
1: exposed to that now.
0: Like just like you said, like internal rhyme, external rhyme, uh, just one of the most technically sound MCs. He, right? is, he is, he is.
1: Crazy. I was saying this pre-show, but I think when it comes to the multi-syllable MC you know i think that the only people who are in the conversation with big pun are eminem and it's not eminem doesn't always do it but when he does do it well we all know
0: he kills it right. but cool g rap cool yeah, g, g rap cool g big Pun Man, eminem Thank you. and that's to what me, i was saying say beforehand that. right um, was that early in pun's career one of the things that i really respected about him was he always gave it up to cool g rap like yo this is where my style came from mm-hmm. and like you can hear it in his style oh, yeah. you know what yeah. i mean
1: so we talked about it a little bit, but should we get more in depth into the critical reception? I mean, we know what our critical reception was, but yeah. you know, how did everybody else feel about it? I mean, we, you know, Calmont mentioned that it was Grammy nominated, right? You know, how big was it around your way?
0: It was big, man. It was yeah. huge. Um, and I mean, I, I pulled up these, uh, you know, Entertainment Weekly we have here. I think they gave it a B plus. Q magazine gave it a four out of five. The Source gave it a four out of five. Rap Pages gave it a four out of five. Yeah, The Source was hating. It was definitely greater than a four out of it five. It looks like all hip-hop gave it five stars, but pretty much everyone else was right. This four album five. is five mics. Yeah. I would say so. I would definitely say so. I would probably give it a four and a half. Four and a half? Okay. Yeah. All
1: right, so do we go to highlights? Sure, let's go to the highlights. So what are y'all highlights? I'm just going to say right off the bat, highlight for me, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. The Trace Leches. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, man. I, love I have to. I mean, look, you got Rizzo on the beat. Yeah. You got Prodigy, Inspector Deck, Big Pun. This is like, like the Loud Records rap. heavyweight. Right, show, right. Exactly. Oh, my God. If right. there was ever a Loud Records we... posse cut, like, this is the one. Yeah. And the crazy thing about this, too, is that I actually didn't listen to this album all the way through when it came out. Right. Okay. Like I said, my brother owned it. So the only time I really got to listen to listen to this album was when he had it in the car. Right. So it wasn't until years later that I went back to go and, and listen to this. Mm-hmm. And then when I did, I was like, Wait, inspect the deck is on here with rizza oh my god like where have i been because my brother was kind of listening to you know some more of the 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 poppy ones you know still not a player the the punish me things like that and those are all good good joints but yeah that's Trace leches i mean to me you know if if i'm in the car and i only got 10 minutes to get from a to b i make sure that
0: this record's on that's one of the tracks i gotta listen to man when i was in the 11th grade i actually wrote a paper on this did you song really yeah on tres leches nice and i talked about this litch the actual dish you yeah. know mm-hmm. what it is and then i talked about i how, was just about
2: to ask if, if y'all knew where that yeah. thing, cool, cool.
0: and then i was talking about how each of the boroughs in new york kind of all have their own different sound and culture uh-huh. and how you get to see each of them represented so in you each get to verse see the bronx staten island and queens right and i wrote this whole paper i got an a plus on it and my <laughs> my, my professor was okay. like my professor was like Yo like I, I didn't realize That like hip hop Was localized Like in that way Like he was like He like basically Took hip hop seriously After our, like, like, like paper like he, was, like he was like he was like I feel like I'm really Educated by this And educate I'm fascinated Is He's like Is there more music You can share with me To show me like The localized differences Between different areas And like how their Rap styles are mm-hmm. Yo the shit was, the shit was and incredible. I miss
2: But I love M- this out. And I, I miss MC's Like pun Because yeah. you know The puns of the world The nazz of the world It's like They do educate you Yeah, yeah. When you go through these albums, it's like you're taking a look at their literature. You're taking a look at their poetry where they're talking about real things and you're getting it right. true, like truth uncut.
1: Yeah. Before we move on to your all's highlights, I just mm-hmm. want to say uh, uh, my last highlight, not necessarily with the songs because pretty much, you know, there's only, I only have a few lowlights on here, so pretty much everything is good, right. right? But I want to say a rather obvious highlight to me. Okay. It's going to seem really, really Captain Obvious, but... Uh-huh. Big pun is a highlight. And the reason why I'm <laughs> going to say that, though, yeah. but the reason why I have to say the big pun is a highlight is because particularly on this record, you have someone who... We all mentioned how he's just technically sound. He's just a dope, dope lyrical MC. Right. But he's also very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. He has commercial appeal. It was just so dope, the fact that he was able to merge the underground, raw, real yeah. hardcore hip-hop uh-huh. while still having like somewhat of a commercial edge to it. like yeah. Just him being able to do that on this album because, you know, people don't always, people can't always have it both ways. You know what I mean? Like, that's one criticism I will say of Wu-Tang that, look, dope, dope lyrically, dope hip-hop, but they didn't always merge that underground raw shit with the commercial appeal pun does it on here yeah better than a lot of other MCs in the game you know what i mean like jay-z may have the commercial shit unlocked, but sometimes you wish he would just get into that raw hardcore shit but pun did that so successfully so i have to
0: highlight him cypher sounds said that i was talking to y'all earlier when the mic was off about uh the juan epstein podcast Mm -hmm. and how dj cypher sounds was like pun's dj it's like from the beginning so he had like all these excellent stories if y'all ever get a chance check out the pun tribute podcast that they, they did on want epstein but anyway that was one of the things that he said you know he said when he met pun he heard him rap and he was like oh my gosh he's incredible you know and he heard a couple records he was like yo this is hard and then um he was like oh no no but i got everything he's like i got girl shit i got mm-hmm, you know this yeah. whatever and he's just like looking at him like come on seriously and he said he played him like some records and he was like oh my god this guy is like the most well-rounded mc like ever he can yeah. do he literally can do everything me and Outlaw talk about basketball a lot, right? You talk about the way players have evolved mm-hmm. to where you have, like, I'm a Bulls fan. You have Laurie Markkinen. He's a seven-footer who can step out and shoot three-pointers all day. You know what I mean? It's and crazy. he's got a It still blows my mind. You know, like, that's the evolution of basketball, right? right? right. And, um, and Pun was a technically evolved MC. Mm-hmm. Like, he had all of the gifts of what endeared us to underground MCs, mm-hmm. but he was also able to do so much more. And know? to be able to
2: translate it into an album where... A very well-rounded MC is able to and successfully puts out a well-rounded album. Yeah. Cause this this album is just so diverse. It it covers so many different aspects of what hip hop can give you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it actually did give right. you know here. And you know, I really like the fact that he is an executive producer here. Oh, yeah. I didn't and even notice. He executive produced this album. Uh, so shout out to everybody involved that, you know, allowed that type of control because yeah. it's like, this is fun. Yeah. So what are your similar highlights? Well, I mean, I'll start off with the singles, you know, because, it, you know, we're hip hop heads. We love it. Right. He, he is a hardcore hip hop artist. Um, so not everybody took to it. So uh, there's a lot of people that know the singles from this album. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, that makes some highlights. Uh, I'm not a player. Love that sample! Shout out yeah. to Minnesota, that producer. Smooth, that. relaxed beat, and the way that Pun rides that beat is just crazy. And to me, it's a better
1: song than the remix. Yeah. I would agree with you a hundred percent. It's
2: yeah. it's a way better song than the remix. This is where you really see the charisma that Pun has. <laughs> it's a graphic song, right? Yeah. But it's like you know, it's it's digestible the way you know the way it's presented, yeah. and uh, you know, just some of his lyrical mastery. Some chicken back of me Bought me a daiquiri <laughs> Told me meet her In <laughs> back of Zachary's Cause she heard I was packing <laughs> me <meat. laughs> It's like yo Thank you <laughs> You know what I'm saying It's like that fucking skill set The second single Which ended up being The biggest song That he's ever released yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I mean Love it or hate it This is his biggest song right. It's still not a player uh-huh. Alright so it was a remix Of the first single Man you know? I like that So genre. you know The continuity I don't mind it yeah. Joe on the track
1: Joe killed it and Joe was big at the time too yeah.
2: and as much as we may love it or, or hate it it's like Boricua More
1: that's
2: gonna live
0: forever yeah
2: it's gonna live forever
0: yo Outlaws you know, over here hating y'all I do not like that song
2: it.
1: but we'll get into yeah. that
2: but uh, let me see another highlight of the album to me the the, the feature track I mean Capital Punishment mm-hmm. right oh, oh, that's that's a it's a good song that very so
1: incredible and it's a very good political record too right yeah.
2: Another highlight The posse cut Back in the 90s A lot of albums Had posse cuts The Glamour Life
1: Glamour Life Yo that beat is is crazy I love it I love
2: it You know what I'm saying
0: that and and it's like usually a posse cut Sounds is like Scarface or something. Yeah, it does.
2: A posse cut is something that they all have to do it, so you have to sit through it.
0: <laughs> but
2: this wasn't the case in this one, man. It's like it, it was flow. Terror Squad killed it. Yeah, did. and you already yeah. know that pun is going to come correct. Right. It was a really good posse cut. Yeah, and you know, to me, uh, uh, it just stood out because of that. It's mm. like, wow, the posse cut is one of the highlights of the album. Yeah. The oh one of the most underrated songs on this album in my opinion because there's so many tracks is punish me.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. you what it's you dumbed.
2: talked yeah. about before is that punish look man I could do everything. I got All you right. know this back in the 90s every album damn near had that one relationship of course. You yeah. had to, you had to have That's that one yeah, relationship yeah. joint. Yep. And it's like how good this is, to me this is one of the top relationship Songs in hip hop, but right. you know we, we forget about it because you know you got you got uh, you know Meth and Mary J. You, I mean right. it's like There's a list of them this one is great it's underrated there's bars in here yep and yeah. then the, and the hook is solid too yeah. the hook very is solid hook. and uh you know you got stuff like i want to raise my little man but you keep resisting i'm insisting you chill for real before you come up missing i don't want to <laughs> fight rather do what's right a so boy a needs a father that's the most that's the most part important of part of his part life, of his life. Yeah. positive lyrics Except fact, but that's the fact. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, yo, if anyone with a baby mom is gonna be like, my nigga, for real, yeah. like, you know, it's like they've been there, and, and you know, it's like that. That's one of those songs that got those levels. It's a relationship song. It goes in, and that's that. That's a highlight to me that even I used to overlook a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yinka, highlight. Oh, yeah. the
2: dream shatterer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I gotta say that. To this yeah. day, this is a tw- this album came out twenty years ago. To this day, I still say, get the fuck out. <laughs> to this day, yeah. dream shatterer. It, yo, any people who wanna rap or be an MC, learn this song word for word. And you're halfway
0: there. I think I agree wholeheartedly, right? We talked about John Blaze in passing. We also talked about Off the Books in passing, right? Pun has a lot of really dope performances. Dream Shatterer is peak pun. Like, if you want to hear Pun rap his ass off, just turn on Dream Shatterer. It's He's incredible. excellent on, on that song. But um, my highlights are a lot of them are y'all's. But I just want to say the two-song stretch of Beware and Super Lyrical. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, hey, to of start course. off an album, it's just like, wow. you know what I'm saying blown away by both records you have Black Thought who we're all fans of I think Black Thought got the table got ran it's, on him on that yeah, one. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he, he wanted he, it with he, he, wasn't
1: <laughs> he wasn't prepared.
0: He wasn't prepared. He wasn't
1: ready. He I think he wants a. You know what? It's one of those things where you're talking about how common on his own record like yeah. was not prepared for cannabis. for cannabis. I think that this is one of those that if you ask Black Thought, maybe off the mic he'd be like, "Yo, if I could do have one do over, oh, yeah. it's probably do over." 20 this years way. later, yeah. this
2: is the one and only time that people will say, "This is the only track I could think of that he got out." Yeah. outflowed her.
0: man I think it's funny cause I think what probably happened right is like they were like yo there's this new artist on Loud Records uh, he's Puerto Rican he's trying to get a verse from you <laughs> <laughs> but I was like let uh, uh, me put this down in five minutes nah. <laughs> head over to the studio <laughs> I actually heard a
2: heard a interview right. um Oh, no, no, no. Check out Black Thought's interview with Deezus and Okay. If you haven't yet. Because he actually talks about this. Okay, what did he he say? And basically, he says that he was approached or, you know, pun reached out and told him. He was a big fan. Huge fan. Right. And basically, he's like, oh, because what they asked Black Thought was, you know, what are, like, some of the memories in, in the studio or, like, a booth or whatever. And he says this song is what really, not put him on the map, but... People recognized Mm. after Pun, you know, made sure to get him on the album. And what Pun told him is like, this song is like specifically for like, you know, you. and Mm. and like, you know, what I know you could do. And basically they both went and wrote it out together. So it's like, they were both there, okay. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a a throwaway (laughs) verse (laughs) (laughs) which, which, you know, kind of indicts it a little bit more, but like check out that interview because, you know, thought was, was just, you know, saying like, nah, nah, it was like specifically for us. And and like, you know, there was like a little bit back and forth and like all that. Pun just wanted to collaborate with who he felt was the most lyrical dude in the game.
1: For me it wasn't Black Thought's best work But that being said He's still dope on here though Yeah,
0: He's just yeah. So, Not as good as so so I'm either. also I've also got Tres Leches Because I love it Obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I did a paper on it I, I really love that song The rest of the ones That you guys already covered I'm gonna just try to look For records that are less you know... Before you go on Okay Let's say that
2: Either one of you Is Black Thought Right mm-hmm. And you guys get there And Pun Lays his verse down first Right mm-hmm. And you hear Hey yo. hey yo, my, yo, my murderous,
3: murderous
2: rap. How do you respond to that? I, I close my notebook and go home.
0: Just take your basketball and go home. Yeah, man. <laughs> Prime, <laughs> a pun is, is there with a Uzi. Like, you just got to bring your A game and just, and just pray for the best. <laughs> <what> <laughs> hope the wind is traveling in your direction so uh i wanted to highlight you came up mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no yeah really, yeah yeah, it was actually right like like that joint really like what they did with the horns and etc mm-hmm. so it's a good you know, track i would say a highlight is rock wilder right because rock wilder did super lyrical mm-hmm. and he did you came up and those beats are both really really dope yeah um man you guys took all the good records do you think that should
2: have <laughs> been the third single no
0: me neither. Yeah. I never felt that that yeah. should have been a single. I actually think he could have done something with Punish Me. I think so, too. Um, I think Tres Leches would have been an underground cult core. I'm not podcast. sure how you release that as a single, though. You j- you put out a video that has the whole Wu-Tang in it. And Loud Records mm-hmm. is already on top. And it has a prodigy and, and Havoc in it. That's true. <laughs> and it just becomes like everybody who loves hip-hop loves this I video. I mean, I
2: think at that time, the yeah. underground was on a lot. Yeah. Like, and loud
0: like, records i mean it's
2: like you know he's already being talked about one of the best lyricists you know he's like king of new york and yeah, all that yeah, other yeah. stuff not to say anybody agreed but underground was unlocked by then right. it's like to me punish me would have made sense yeah. glamour life would have made sense
0: if, glamour life if, if he, you that. know if they want to push the terrorist i just don't think they would have gotten as, me, as much yeah like publicity movies. out of out of glamour life that's yeah. true but, I mean, I think you guys, you guys covered most of the other joints that I, I really love, so I can't even, can't even speak on it. Y'all took all the good records. Was Twins a, a single? No, it was not. It wasn't.
3: Nah, but but, but, everybody but I think it came everybody. out before
0: the yeah. album, though, right? Because I feel like people, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, everybody was talking about it, and then they tacked ah. it on the album. You know what? I remember now. Because yeah, I yeah. had I had the single. I had
2: uh, I'm Not a Player. Mm-hmm. That was the B-side, oh, obviously. Oh,
0: okay. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Then, and, and this was back in the day when Loud used to make those little samplers. They would have those mm-hmm. like joints that had like a record from from like Mobb Deep, a record from Pun, a record from you know whoever else, and a, a Pete Rock right. or something. And they would just put them out. So some of the records you'll hear them like, and you just, but it's out of context because it's like on a sampler or
1: something. Yo, just quick shout out to Loud Records. I know we've mentioned it yeah. several times on the podcast, but if you were into super lyrical hip hop in the late 90s the yeah, yeah. you know you had two real sources you know you have raucous records which yeah. we'll get to because they're on the come up with this next year yeah but then you have loud records
0: yeah. everyone you wanted to hear was on loud yeah right. that loud run was crazy we we've we've talked uh you know wax poetic about mob deep um mm-hmm. and mob deep's you know core time frame that we're talking about was loud records and let's shout
2: out fast money too okay oh yeah fast, fast good, money yeah. was in terms of storytelling yeah, that's a freaking feature film Right It's a fantastic
1: song Fast Money That's so y'all, a highlight So y'all got any low lowlights? I do have some low lights, And I've already teased My main Yeah go light. ahead i never th- liked Throw your lunchbox statement out here I've, I've never liked that I understand why it's a single I get it I've always understood Why it was a hit uh-huh. I just didn't necessarily like that This was at a stage When I was going away for more of the commercial rap. And I was getting more into the super lyrical, so I just wanted that more of the raw shit, especially when you have Not A Player, which is much more of a smooth track. In my opinion, it's a better song. But
0: I've heard Still Not A Player at least 200 times in my life. Yeah, I want to go ahead and personally apologize, because as somebody who (laughs) DJ'd probably half the parties you went to at a certain point in time, I played this song every night, and I don't feel apologetic about it. Oh my God, I heard it so much. When I went back to
1: revisit (laughs) this album, I just, I, I skipped it. Yeah, I skipped, I went right from super lyrical to dream shatterer because, you know, Taste of Choice is just a skit. And then there's an intermission afterwards. And I was like, I don't need to listen and to and this. I,
0: I want to give a shout out to it, might have been Joe himself or it might have been Pon, whoever it was that decided to do. It's it's a DJ's dream it because is. when you're trying to mix out of the record, mm-hmm. it gives you this bridge where it's just like just a nice little melody. It just slides into the next record. Mm-hmm. Hey, a bridge um, is, is uh, necessary. So it was awesome. So for party music, um, hey. One of the things I want to say about this also, because, you know, I'm one of those nerds that reads all the liner notes and all the interviews. There was an interview with the producer. I guess it's nobody. I think there was some other people that were not credited. But anyway, he was talking about how this beat is unique because typically when hip hop is loop based, so when you make a beat like you have like a four bar loop or something and mm-hmm. it kind of goes consistently. He said if you listen to it, he played the shaker live throughout the entire joint. So there's no two loops where the where the shaker is the same. It's like mm-hmm. Like it just you know it's like changes up throughout the whole song. I'll have to go back if you and go back and listen now. to it, the shakers like all over the place. And to take um, it to
2: another level, what the shaker was emulating is what a timbalet player does mm, during salsa. Mm. That's like you know like the, the rims that that you hit. With, with songs like this, what helps me is the same thing that motivates Cam to wear pink. <laughs> it's okay. like, what does it matter if I like it? or You like it? Bitches like it.
1: <laughs> so you're welcome.
0: <laughs> Look at how face.
1: We might have to edit that.
0: <laughs> uh, you, you think so?
1: Uh, but hey,
2: yeah, little brown hairs everywhere. You nasty twin. I don't okay.
0: care. No, I mean, he, this is a great radio single. The beat that is, is excellent. Um, um, it has a Latin American it tinge does. to it. Um, People who do like hip hop
2: pop to this song. No, People who don't even yeah. like it. I just,
1: I think it was just the oversaturation of it. I just didn't uh, need yeah. to hear it anymore. Plus, yeah. given the fact that. I enjoyed the original version better. I was just like, that's the one I wanted to hear. That's fair.
0: Nah, when I listen to the album, I actually don't listen to that song, but that's true with most radio singles. If I hear a song a million times, I don't want to hear it anymore.
1: So I got two other lowlights. Yeah. The one is kinda obvious. There's a little too many erroneous skits that just they're just kind of there. I don't know why they're there. It's a it's an album in the nineties but yeah, there's yeah, a track yeah, exactly. there's a 22 second track just called the intermission, intermission which is just nothing yes. but a sound bed
0: right yeah. i don't know I, why it's I like think maybe they, they tried to transition and maybe from like still not a player which is like do doo, 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 doo. you yeah. dance it's it, dream and dream shatter. dream shatterer, he's just spitting bars he's right spitting at your face, face like so he, that's
1: actually my, <laughs> my other low light i'm gonna mm. tell you why mm-hmm. dream shatterer. dream shatterer oh, okay. should have been dream shatterers with cannabis I needed to hear wow, Big Pun yeah. go, go toe-to-toe <laughs> with Cannabis on this record. Yo, did that's what this track needs. Aside
0: from that, though, it's obviously it's amazing. We but did, why we isn't did, Cannabis on here? Was Pun on figure four? I'm trying to think if we ever got Cannabis and Pun together. I think, they I had think that Pun freestyle was on figure together, four. But Fantastic Four, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, who Oh, who, who rounded that out? It was Nori, cannabis, Cameron, and Pun. and Pun. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what it was. But I don't need Noriega and Cam. I need yeah, just yeah. Pun and cannabis
1: so, on this record. Dream Shatterers. Those two going back. That beat is perfect for cannabis. Yeah, My is. God.
2: But is that enough to make it a low light? Thing? Yeah.
1: Obviously the track is amazing. Yeah. But when is. I go back and hear it, all I can think is like, why isn't cannabis on this record? <laughs> you have Yclef on here. Man. Why don't you have cannabis? And that oh, right man. there. Is a segue
2: to my low like Go ahead. Yeah, that's my Caribbean light too. connection is yeah. such a great beat. huh to me, it's iconic, too, because, like, you know, one of the first lines is, like, you want to rumble with, with the pun, pun huh? Yeah. Yeah. Shit, Shit on, on the whole industry. industry. Yo, who it, got Yeah, damn. It's man. like, that's how you, on a beat like that, shout out to Young Lord. I, I like yeah. his production on this album, yeah. right? So, I'm already in it. And as soon as Clef
0: starts, I'm just like, yes. why? <laughs> like, I agree wholeheartedly.
2: Why, why Clef?
0: And I feel like if we wanted to do the, even the, the hook is fine, right? Bring a dance hall artist. Exactly. You know, if you really want to do a real Caribbean connection, because Wyclef's contribution as an MC, he's not on the same planet. He's not, but at the time,
1: what other hip hop artist who is really repping? The Caribbean, like that, right? It was really repping Haiti, repping the islands, like that. Mm. What are the bigger name is there than Wyclef? And maybe the R. Refresh my memory as the R. But you know, the hip hop and dancehall collaborations weren't really on like this. They were in the early '90s. Mm. We get there towards the end when we have "Here Comes the Boom" with Mr. Vegas, Sean Paul, DMX.
0: But just leave, him the h- leave him on the hook. Leave him on the hook. And don't call that's it fair. Caribbean Connection. Yeah, just, that's, you know, that's I mean, fair. it's just yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Forget the title. Just that beat and with what pun could do on it yeah
1: uh Wyclef being on there I, i'm not saying the Wyclef's contribution is good i'm mm. just saying i get why he's on here on that track he's I, my low just, life. i get it so yeah, that's yeah, fair that's, yeah, a that's low. Fair. i didn't say he was yeah, good i just I, I get like, why he's on
2: there. in that song pun is like you know the ghetto's the jungle where you either pedal your bundles or struggle and live civil and humble and it's like that type of mc giving that type of insight you know to, to that world the ghetto mm-hmm. not everyone's from the ghetto that's you right. know just us taking a, a peek in you know kind of just goes back to like yo thank mm-hmm. god for hip hop that's what hip hop was doing thank god for MC's like big pun yeah but this track became a throwaway after dissecting uh, puns uh, verses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I kind of just skipped it yeah I got you. unfortunately and Never other lowlights other lowlights are just lowlights that are attributed to this era in the '90s, you had a bunch of skits. Right. Even though I will say that, uh, you know, in my immaturity back then, I, I quite enjoyed Taster's Choice. You know, the, well, of <laughs> nah, course, yeah. You know I mean, I, I how'd I, you were gonna
0: say packing a Mac in the back of the act? Packing so, <laughs> a Mac. In the back of the act. So, <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
2: packing a Mac. There's, there's two parts to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the first part, he rolls up. There's a hater. He takes mm-hmm. care of the hater, and then, <laughs> right. and then, like you know, somebody's like running away. He's just like, man, you, you fucking hit me. It's I hit you. Yeah, you mean the leg. It's like, yo, you gonna be alright? Yeah, yeah, I'll live. <laughs> it's like yo, that that just yeah. you know, that that was perfect for my immature self. Uh-uh. And then the whole pack in the Mac in the bag of the act, just yeah. like, is it necessary? No, but we talking about the nineties.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> me, if I'm doing this album, actually keep both packing the max. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably separate them though, so they wouldn't be right next to each other. Well, I, they I are do want to say, by a, a yeah, song. but just by one song. Oh, I, I would you. like Which have really one in the top, the one in the bottom. Yeah, but um, I do want to say though, we didn't really talk about it, but intro, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Bam, Spider Man go down. Oh, yeah, bam, yeah. you know, Punisher take all they ass out. Yeah, the reason I like, I like it. it is because I feel as though in some ways, pun, and I mean, I'm obviously not Latin American, so I can't really speak from that perspective, but like. Became like a cult hero yeah. for like Latin rappers, mm-hmm. and so like it's just like him being this kid's hero, you know, as a as a superhero in the, in the intro. I just thought that was really dope. was yeah. wh- the
2: real dope, homie. Y'all <laughs> know where that's from? Fresh
1: yes is fresh, it fresh yes classic uh,
2: classic yeah yeah hey Giancarlo esposito
0: watch it yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It. yeah. oh, yeah? Yeah. oh Listen, fresh is dope. super uh, worth uh, your time check it out yeah. dope yeah. movie so uh yes. classic right there so that one and uh, you know i'm a i'm a big gus frame fan so i gotta mm-hmm. check that out mm-hmm. um but um my biggest glaring low light is funk master flex okay this um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this skit, this skit just, just reminds talk. me of everything that i don't like about funk master flex You know, a man gossiping with another man about his exploits. You know, oh, I heard you smashing mad. Yeah, why? Like, why is that a skit? Like, just cut that crap out. It's terrible. There's other skits that I don't like. Before you move
2: on, before you move on from there, like, you know, thank you for legitimizing. You know, something that I've thought to myself for years, (laughs) for years. Like, flex is just such a herb. Ass dude, and <laughs> I just on. remember thinking back like, yo in terms of his contributions to the culture nobody the, are, there are plenty oh, yeah. let's yeah, be yeah, there are plenty saying, Right, you can't dispute it but I just always remember thinking like yo whose mans is this <laughs> right. but it's like he got a pass like everybody yeah. you know fuck with him and, and all these rappers you know I, it seems that they're cool or rock with him so yeah. you kind of just by default just okay you, got, you gotta take the good with the bad and exactly. Funk
1: Flex is there and we'll yeah. be talking about him later in the year as well when we talk mm-hmm. about the Funk Master Flex volume 3 we're not gonna go like, into to yeah. it extensively but that was a great album we have to we will shout out that yeah. album later
2: but I mean just yeah. in general it's like you gotta think twice about yeah. geeking Yes. yeah you know like, you, i don't know if it, that it, ever comes across how you want it. when you just straight like just geeking uh,
0: like i don't know if y'all y'all ever heard this but there was a situation where dame dash and funk flex kind of got into it and that dame surprise, Dash me. and dame dash is taking him to task obviously I mean, just punishing him because this is what dame dash does like mm-hmm. you're gonna get in a row session with somebody dame dash is probably not the right person but you know one of the things that he was saying was he's like you know you're a 45 year old dj you, this is like your power structure. You've been in the same position for a very long time. You should get off of that chair. You should be putting other people on and empowering them to do that so that you can move up and do other things, which I actually kind of I, agree I, with. I would agree. But one of the things that he was saying was... <laughs> It, you guys out to hear rant because it's hilarious. He goes, why would I ever fuck with, with Funk Flex? He's like, he wears purple Yankee fitted Purple and green Yankee fitted yeah. He's like, I would never wear a purple Yankee fitted. The Yankees don't wear purple. That's not authentic. <laughs> 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 no, he's just going in on... You see the way he dresses? He wears lugs. I, I, would, I would never... Like, yo, Whoa, for real, what's popping with that? He's punishing him. It's like 20 minutes of just him killing him. But, uh, but one of the things that he said was he was like, the reason he's 45 years old and still in the same position as he always was is because his power structure is him being a dj being the face of hot 97 or whatever Mm -hmm. so like if he ever put himself in a position where he no longer was that face he wouldn't have an identity he doesn't have anything else to call him and i think that that's part of it but i i mean particular to this
2: album look the caribbean connection you know why does it annoy me or upset me because I feel that Wyclef being there it took away from what Pun brought. Right, right. That's Same fair. with this skit. Yeah. In this skit, like to be honest, you actually get a really good look at Pun, like who he was as a person, Christopher mm-hmm. Reels. No matter who, whether it's Nas Raekwon no matter who you find talking about pun sharing stories they all say the same thing this guy was a goddamn comedian (laughs) he was the funniest guy I've met they talk about his personality his charisma everybody and in this skit it's like yo this could have been like a real dope look at him yeah that's true and then it's like it's always him, it's like I, there's too much funk flex in the fucking yeah. way right. like usual yeah. <laughs> um, to to even get like you know at the fact that it's like yo this is like a, a really fun look at, at, at pun as a person
0: agreed and taster's choice I, I think can go I, I think. I don't know. What audio, what I understand why it's on there, but I mean, yeah. a
1: lot of them have skits like this. I mean, Biggie had yeah. joints like this. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those either. I, I'm not saying that you yeah. should be. I'm not saying they should be on here. I'm I just, yeah, I, I understand why they are on Yeah, here. it's
2: like, what was mm-hmm. up with the 90s and these sex... Because uh, yeah, we we're, yeah, were all immature. Reenactments. Yeah. Uh, we were all immature. That's all I heard. We were. What about They, about they, like oh, yeah, like, they were well. in, the 20s, in well. their 20s. They were in their 20s, right? Fair, uh, it's, just, it's just the immature misogyny of right. the time. Yeah. Those are the lowlights
0: of uh the album. Yeah. You know, I think that would, I guess, when I really take a step back, would be something that maybe I would challenge as almost a lowlight is that, like, we painted Pun as kind of like a gangster in some ways, with you know, you're packing a Max and your Caribbean connections and glamour life, and you know, like like kind of the mafioso thing, which was the thing of the 90s. So it's not mm-hmm. an indictment on Pun, but just mm-hmm. in general. So that's like a major theme of the album. And then he also has Mad Hoes and he smashes Mad Hoes. And then so there's kind of this like almost porn star type of narrative that's also on the album. We run the and tris the name, two don't yeah, and the two don't they don't marry all the way you know i think being a 24 track album even though it has a lot of skits obviously it's probably never good to have 20 songs like it's just it's a little that's a little bloated and then to try to create the cohesive theme it's a struggle you know
1: that's why i said for me still not a play mm -hmm. is, is a low light it should just been a single you know but not on the album not on the album for me nah, i wouldn't i would
0: mm. i think it's got to stay i, I understand maybe, why y'all
1: th- but for me yeah, yeah, yeah. as for my listening experience i would not have it on there in fact i skip you know it. if
0: that song wasn't on this album this album probably wouldn't have gone platinum
1: i right? would agree with you oh yeah, I, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. why it's on there mm-hmm. i'm talking about from my listening experience if i'm putting together a big pun playlist right mm-hmm. and i'm highlighting this album i'm just skipping that it's just yeah. not going in there for me yeah. for my ears
2: which is which is easier to say now in 2018 where you know a lot of what we consume is through streaming and this and that and that and this mm-hmm. back in 98 it's like your top song ever mm-hmm. has to be part of
3: your yeah because, album. because
0: you know i don't know about everybody else but my particular philosophy on on albums right would be if i only know one song that i like i'm gonna go out and buy the single Regardless, like I'm, right. I'm not even going to consider paying $18 or whatever for the album. If I like two songs, it depends how much I like the, the artist. Right. If I like three songs, I'm going to buy the album. Mm-hmm. I think you're still viewing it from today looking back. Oh no no! I'm saying when I was when I was this age at that when, age? I, when I bought this album, that's how I looked at things because really? a single cost three dollars and forty nine cents, an album costs eighteen dollars. We- so if I'm not committed enough to like at least three songs, three songs at four dollars a piece, you know, if I'm not committed twelve dollars committed to you, I'm not gonna buy. He's a doing album. the cost benefit analysis, <laughs> here, yeah.
2: right? He's doing all this stuff. It's like hats off to you, and you were younger than us. Yeah. Look,
1: because what you, what you I he I went, re- went to a good school of engineering. Come on, man. right? right. <laughs> <laughs> you tell
2: me. Also I also have a room.
0: Nigerian and pop so that, that, that <laughs> okay <helps>. that probably <laughs> helps
2: how often were you part of this conversation or were you not saying this yeah I got the album damn I only like three songs on it that's I, like I all
1: was, of us the I used to be days. like that in the early days when I purchased yeah. music. The more I got to purchase more, it was, and I knew what I wanted, that was less of a problem. Yeah.
2: But see, that's what I'm saying. It's like back then, at this point, I was uh, 16 years old, right? So it's like, you know, what were the feeds? The radio and MTV, BT, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're aware of somebody and it's like what you do, you kind of just you roll the dice. You yeah, get the yeah. album, you listen to it, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, man, I like like six tracks. That's enough. I feel good about it. Yeah. I like ten tracks, right. and it's like oh, I only like two songs on this. Yeah. So I, I mean, at least me and the people I knew, mm. it was kind of driven that way. Like, Cause if I you like a song, you probably got the album. Because one
0: of oh, I, that was not me at all. Okay. But one of the things I will say is this was, you know, we don't we don't give a lot of kudos and back padded to No Limit Records. But that's one of the things that No Limit did well. Right. Was was they said, all right, well, look, you know, usually people are giving you 15 tracks. You're only going to like one or two. I'm giving you 27 tracks per album. In my mind, I'm like, if I find one record that, that you know, I like the song. There's twenty-six more songs on this album. I've gotta like at least two more. Let me just go ahead and buy the album. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it didn't work for me. That was their uh that was their marketing me. scheme. I actually bought Master P The Last Dawn. Dang. This is
1: this is breaking news. He is just admitting this for the first time nah, in his. I mean entire life. I,
0: I, I, I have no no uh no no regrets. Yeah, I bought that joint. I did not know that. Um, I have I have albums that I regret for sure. Yeah, I think I bought it because it had um make them say uh to part two on it or something like that listen okay. I just remember yeah, 27 you, hours. I
2: remember you giving us a hard time for, for buying golden
0: arms so yeah 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 you gotta fall back <laughs> I, I think Master Peter Last Dawn might be better than golden arms I mean I'm not uh, I'm not gonna argue one way or the other. <laughs> right, right, that's a losing battle right? I don't think I don't think we're proud of either of those stories nah, so nah, it just nah. is what it is alright so I think we've done enough with pun excellent album uh, excellent artist anything else to say
2: Possibly the best album of 98.
1: It'd be up for discussion. I also think it's a shame that he passed because I think he could have given Jay-Z a legitimate run for his money. I think so. You know, I think that had he gotten his health in check, first of all, he had the backing of, I would assume... You know a lot of the Latino community. Mm -hmm. He also had the backing of you know the hip hop community. Us, we liked him. New York, he was he was charismatic. He had commercial appeal, and he had, like I said earlier, he had
0: the legit lyrical clout. You know who else also suffered from this? I listen to the Drink Champs podcast on occasion, and um, one of the things that they've said actually on multiple episodes is um, that Fat Joe is the most underrated. Executive producer, and that even there was a couple of episodes. There was a Steve Stout episode, and another episode where people said Fat Joe is actually better at ARing executive producing than he is at actually rapping. And that I Steve that. Stout was actually like, he shouldn't make albums, he should be putting people together because that's what he does. I can see that. Um, so you know, a lot of what Puff built was kind of on the back of Big, but then he was able to pivot, and then he had Mace and he had other people. Joe's footing in that, you know, standing back and pushing a product out. We got pun and then his life was cut short and Joe never really all the way stepped back into that role. And so I think in some ways we were kind of a little bit cheated out of maybe somebody who could have been another mogul in the way that a Jay-Z is a mogul and a, and a, and a Puff is a mogul in mm-hmm. that we all know that Joe is a great executive producer. He chooses great beats. He puts a lot of you know people around him. I don't know if he has great relationships, but in the early days, people said Puff didn't have great relationships, and yet he's wildly successful as a mogul. So, mm-hmm. I think that's something to keep in mind. I think Joe's just got anger issues. You think so? I think so.
2: Because, I mean, he has the, he has the ability, like you yeah. said. Because it's like, we've seen him do
0: it. They say he's got the ear, like like he can yo, listen to a million beats and pick the five. Yo, hits.
1: Don Don awesome. I went. I would really back to listen to that album. Oh yeah, Great album. I love that album because I remember when it came out, and I I'm forgot go what I thought this. about it then. But I remember mm-hmm. Corey let me borrow the album. I think I borrowed it for like two weeks, and I remember. I had remembered that I listened to it, but I forgot how I felt about it. And then mm-hmm. I went back to go mm-hmm. listen to it this week that. and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how I good this to album, this album is. As much as
0: I listened to this, I remember hearing Triz on a mix show. Bet your man can't do but it. Like, like and I was like, I have to buy this album. I, don't care. I, didn't, I didn't do the three track rule, nothing. I went out and bought the album, just off top.
1: You know, it's almost like... <laughs> You can hear almost kind of like the Puff influence too, in the oh, yeah, sense he, that like it's yeah. a it's a commercial product. He definitely. But we should spend some more time on this when we do the yeah. quarterly report. When that when that album he he actually talked
0: about that. He talked about how he, the the single that he that he released, I think it was called Don Carta, Um, it had Puff on it, mm-hmm. and how there were actually better songs that could have been singles, but because he was essentially trying to copy like what Puff was doing. He put his song with puff out as a single which yeah. was like kind of a misstep because he that also song wasn't the best song. he
1: also put out the video which is in my mind one of the greatest john hip-hop Blades. collaborations of all time the john yes. Blades, you know?
0: and the video even the has video more more hip-hop heavyweights in it than yes. the song does and the song already is star-studded you got Mac 10 oh, driving yeah, the the Mac 10 truck yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um i love raekwon's feature where he's got he's there's this wall behind him, and it's all this shiny chrome with this like slash mark, and then he's got the iceberg Snoopy sweatshirt on. Like the dude just looks so fresh. Um, you got you know Nas looking with his Escobar thing, right. and then man, that yeah, that that yeah. video, that song is just oh, everything what you was want. What's
2: undeniable is that you know, pun in one album. Yeah, is a legend Yeah, because all the legends of hip hop immediately line up to, to pay
0: homage yeah, yeah without a doubt and one of the things to reverse that is Pun also always paid homage he had he a did. lot of respect for Definitely. people he was about the culture he wasn't just somebody was just coming in and like oh I'm better than everybody else I think even to some degree better than a cannabis right we talk about cannabis who's also crazy super lyrical guy that did a lot his demeanor was different. Right, pun had like a very welcoming, open demeanor where he paid homage to a lot of people. Cannabis kind of came in like, I'm the best. I know I'm the yeah, best. What right. you know right. what I mean? So.
2: Nah, but pun was always giving love. You know, Cool G rap was always someone mentioned. Yeah. Him seeking out black thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just always had you know love to give, and and you could tell mm-hmm. that by anyone who speaks about him yeah you know and like have you guys heard some of the stories about him like yeah actually one,
0: one of the ones i was about to tell was uh the just blaze story and how you know just blaze was a young guy who had just started making beats he had like two or three beats and um, somebody introduced him to Pun and was like, "Yo, this is Big Pun, you know." Um, and he's like, "Yo, you know, I want you to make some beats for my album." And just Blaze is like, "Oh yeah, well, usually I like make beats on my friend's equipment, but my friends like he had some story that made it that he couldn't make beats for Pun." And Pun was like, "All right, look, what do you want? Just what equipment do you need?" And so he, he just Blaze wrote him a list of equipment and Big Plum went out. He was like, I already have a few things in my house that I'm not using in my spare room, so I'll give you that and then whatever else you write on this piece of paper. So he went and bought Just Blaze all his first set of equipment, all his production stuff. Yeah. You you know where you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. None of this surprises me because...
1: I went back to listen to Yeah Baby as well and Mm. you you told me off mic that you didn't really like that album and I get that but one of the things
0: compared to this fair fair (laughs)
1: but one of the things that is really highlighted in that album is Mm. just how humble Big Pun is yeah, in the sense that With this album, Capital Punishment, it's a little bit more braggadocious, a little bit more bravado, but that was standard for hip hop emceeing. Right, right. right. But on Yeah Baby, he's talking about how, you know, he got made fun of growing up. He was an ugly kid growing up. Um, He's like, oh, you know, now you want to fuck my wife and all this other stuff. Like, you can tell that this was a dude who didn't know what it meant to be in the spotlight he was struggling with what the spotlight was because you know when capital punishment is released he's not in the spotlight he's in the spotlight after that and yeah baby is like wow like this is not the life that i was expecting and so you could tell in order to you know deliver that kind of message you have to be somewhat humble you have to be a person who's willing to recognize another person who's an underdog and and help them out yeah
0: um so yeah none of that stuff surprises me and he brought out remy martin on that album yeah i love that feature yeah but anyways all right i think we we did enough here so we're just gonna sign off. peace Peace. Peace.
3: Hey, yo, I shatter dreams like Jordan, a sword, of your team. It's watching or be barred from rap like Adam and Eve from the garden. I'm carving my initials on your forehead. So every night before bed, you see the BP shot off the board head. Be first out a curse at the first whack. Nigga with the first rap to he ain't worth jack. Hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure per slap. Make his whole body shirt back. Watch the earth crack, hand him his first back. I'm the first Latin rapper to baffle your soul. Master the flow. Niggas be swearing I'm black and cold like Nat King. I'll be rapping in tongues pack and tongue-packing the ones Magnum. Cannons and Gatling guns It's Big Pun The one and only Son of Tony Montana You ain't promised My in the right in Montana Come on, Bana, We need more ramas Feeling marijuana Snake right Anaconda a man of honor Would wanna try to Match my persona Sometimes raman, I Blow my own mind Like Nirvana on, And go to whole nine Like Madonna Go try to find another Rama with my kind of grammar When you awaken Your manhood'll be taken Faking like you say when, when, when I'm when, the when, Raman when, when, when you awaken Your manhood'll be taken Faking like you say. When, when I'm deriving the problem, adrenaline, uncut to the gut, medicine, raw cure for pain I'll your brain like polyurethane Simple and plain, I'll explain it in layman terms If you came to learn how to make fire, come I'ma make it burn Higher and hotter than Lava this scholar, reviser, as smart as MacGyver, good with honor, inside the heart of a liar Involved in the life of crime, fuck it, I like the shine, up in the white and lime Clutch with the pipe design, brushed out Whole pockets about to bust out If you're not in it for this finish, get the truck out Take a hike, we can even battle